It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. Do you have any idea what episode number of the Cultural Hall this is? He said as he tried to stall to make sure that he had the accurate number. It is number 497. It is articles of news, and we haven't done news for a little while. Go back and listen to this past Wednesday's episode where we visit with Jared Hess, that Jared Hess, you know, Napoleon Dynamite and all that, and Tyler Meesum, the co-directors of the Murder Among the Mormons episode, uh, talking all about that Netflix series, three-part series. If you want to know all the insides and the outsides of that series, check that out. Spoiler, though, don't watch that or if, if you're a Patreon saint or listen to it. If you have not yet seen the series, we don't even try and not spoil it within that discussion. I wanted to get the nitty gritty and the dirty details from them, and I did, and it's great. Maybe one of the best interviews uh, that has ever occurred for the Cultural Hall. Uh, joined right now by Robin the Red. Hello. Hello. Uh, at some point, I just got a message from Brother Kyle. He'll drop in. He's fixing his camera, is what he said. So I'm not sure if he's out at the store getting his camera fixed or or what that means exactly. It's been a while since we have talked. What's new with you, Robin? Well, a lot has been new. The last time I was on, as everyone um, on the Patreon got to see my journey from my room to my car, I went to my chiropractor to get what they call a nasal. I don't even know what that Um, is. What is that? It is where they get a little balloon. They put it on this little thing. And they put it in your nose, uninflated, and they inflate it. Oh, oh, it's not. That sounds not awful. Fun. That sounds awful. Yes, I've done it seven times. Mm-hmm. Do, do to you... try and, I'm trying to get myself to be able to breathe when I sleep. Mm-hmm. Didn't help mm. yet. I mean, it helped other stuff. It didn't help with that. So now we're working on inflammation and other things to try and help. So I can actually feel good when I wake up in the morning. That's the goal. Because you're not getting rest, right? Is it is it no. ap- is it apnea or something similar to apnea? It's probably it's similar. I think because I the inflammation is probably blocking something or doing. I also found they also said I had some issues with my lungs that wasn't. I don't know. Like I don't know if they're inflating enough. Um, do they put, do they do they put a bigger straw with a balloon on the end of that into your lungs and make your lungs bigger or is that a different procedure altogether? That's I don't know. That's probably <laughs> not one they do. <laughs> but we're working on other unconventional ways to like help with fitness and with with breathing and with eating and things like that to help with that. But yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> Trying to do that. It's hard. It's hard when you don't feel good. Oh, no, I feel like trash every morning. Yeah, it's hard to, like, you know, we we always are like, well, the gospel is a message of happiness. And when you're, you know, when there's something going on with your body and you can't figure it out and you don't sleep well or you're not eating right or whatever the thing is, like, it's hard to... uh, to in in some ways even feel the spirit if i can you know pause it that oh, as yeah. i thought yeah well because it you're like a zombie sometimes like sometimes i feel like a zombie like when i wake up i'm like <laughs> like that's how i want to communicate literally i'm like i just just don't talk to me for like a few hours because i just feel like i can't like process i can think but when people talk to me it's like i i feel like i just can't process things i'm not every day but I mean, I'm always falling asleep really fast. There's just a lot of things. Um, a lot of it comes down to the gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing they figured out. And so 
helping my gut health will actually immensely help a lot of other things. And luckily I listened to another podcast and this doctor is talking about a book that he just wrote to help with energy. And he has a lot of stuff that I'm excited for when his book comes out. I pre-ordered it yeah. to see what I can do to help there. But yeah, there, I mean, the stuff they're finding out about, they call it your gut flora, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, about how that impacts, you know, your own physical health and 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 what different foods like a lot of processed foods, as I understand it, and it's minimal, uh, yes. but a lot of processed foods uh, essentially sort of kill off a lot of the good bacteria that's in your stomach. And so, you know, well, yeah, it's not necessarily it kills it off. The, the stuff is feeding the bad bacteria. So they overrun. This doctor talks about leaky gut as a main source mm -hmm. of the problem. And your, your gut is actually your main source of serotonin production. Hmm. So if you don't feel good, a lot of people who have gut issues are depressed because you're not getting that good feel good hormone because of gut issues. So yeah, I don't have a problem with you being a zombie in the morning. It's when you try and eat people that I feel like it just is gone <sighs> a little not supposed to eat people. No, no, sorry. That's. That's not only a good gospel principle, but just sort of a life principle. Uh, here are the guy who eats people himself. <laughs> it's Brother Kyle. Hey. I don't eat anything. Yeah. Hey, Brother flesh. Kyle. <laughs> Hello, Robin. You, you I like seeing you. <laughs> you, you especially don't eat uh, human flesh. Is that what you're telling me? I eat nothing with a face, especially human. Well, I would if I was, you know, like on a soccer team stranded in the mountains, Mm -hmm. I would change my values for that, but but you eat a, soon? you eat an ear of corn and eyes in the potatoes, so you're basically a cannibal. There's no eyes in the potatoes. It's not a face. Yes, there are. If you make a Mister Potato Head, maybe then then I'm not going to eat that. It's just Sorry. it's just Potato Head uh, now. Potato head. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, those little those little brown things are eyes, Kyle. The eye of the no, potato. No, they're not. They're spots it's on the potato that nope. you cut mm -hmm. out and you cook it up proper. Nope. Just like the Survivor song says, it's the eye of the potato. It's the thrill of the fight. It's the eye of the potato yeah. that, that you shred up and then you let the uh, stuff drain out of it. Um, I just I just forgot what it is. The, the starch. And then you... Uh, let the starch sit in the thing till the starch rises out. Then you drain out the water. Then you put the starch back in the potato. And oy vey, that's how my people used to make our. It's how you make latkes. Yep. Yeah. There my, you go. My people. <laughs> hey, one quarter Jewish. Are you really? We've been through this story. Yes. Okay. I've heard that we have Jewish in our line too. I and so th since we're gonna have this conversation, I'm one par percent Polynesian. There, we all know now our <laughs> ancestry. You are not. I swear. I swear. And the ninety nine percent Irish. Uh, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I'm a lot Probably of Scottish. like like English, Scottish, Welch. And then 1% Polynesian, which I'm pretty sure, like I probably just had something in my spit when I did the test. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't actually done the test yet, but my family members have. In fact, coming up in the uh, articles of news, I actually have a story about uh, DNA and the surprises that are around it. Before we get there, Kyle, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah? You doing all right? Yeah. You okay? Yep. Took you a minute to get here today. I was monkeying with my camera because I take my camera off my computer when I'm not here with you guys because mm -hmm. I don't want the government looking in on me. Mm. Are you really and paranoid have, about that? And we have work meetings, and often I'm not wearing clothing. <laughs> if you want to know That's probably the truth. More, the, more the truth. All right, maybe. 
Because you're you're still completely working from home, right? Yeah. Best employee in the business, but working from home. Number one, when you don't have to look at me, yeah. I'm number one. <laughs> He's very responsive and very responsible. This 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 uh, brother Kyle, he he really does a great job. And then they see you and they're like, fired. Yep. That's why I hope we never go back. Will you go back? We will. In fact, we just discussed it today in a meeting when, because at first uh, a month ago they said we're gonna maybe shoot for June for a partial, uh-huh. and now that seems to be uh, maybe not the case. So we have no idea. Like everybody else, we don't, or a lot of people, we don't have any idea. But because it- we're in we're in an area with a lot of people, um, kind of a, and we have a, a call center where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, an inbound call center and and people working desks by each other. So it's maybe not a good idea. I mean, in their opinion, and I'm fine with their opinion right now. But, but it w- suits me. But will there be a point where you'll have to always go back? Or will they be like so many companies in the country that are saying, you know, we always said it had to be in person. And now maybe we're thinking a little different. You know, they used to, We I used to work at home quite a bit and did very well. And then one day, everybody that used to do do my job left in a mass exodus and I was the only one. And then everybody was jealous of me working at home, even though I was still doing the best. And they said, you know, working at home doesn't work in our system anymore. So mm-hmm. they brought me into the office. Not long after they said, everybody's got to work from home because of global pandemic. And it seems to work just great. Mm-hmm. And so after they lied to me about that, <laughs> now going back, I said in, in the future, and I just called them out <laughs> on it. I said, in the future, can I work from home? Even some of the time and they said, you know, to be honest, we'd like you in the office because you are, you're uh, kind of a, a positive influencer. People like having you around and, and chatting and, and keeping the energy high. So I said, I, I would, but I'd like to work from home some of the time. And they said that will most likely be the case. Well, don't accept it if it's not what you want. And that's the thing that I think is going to be so interesting is people can return back to work. Like I've been going into the office to do the radio show in the morning, but no one else has been there. Only on air uh, and those that need to be in studio have been there. And so the idea of everyone coming back, I, in case a, a boss or an employer were to hear this, I think they know very well that, that I have sort of some mixed thoughts about it returning to the way that it was, you know, going back, quote, to normal. I hope that we continue to have some meetings on Zoom, that we allow people to work from home that it doesn't you know we, we, because you're at your desk doesn't mean you're working and and some of those other things sure uh, and it, I, and there are other things that I try to put in like the impact on the environment i mean when we have you know 100 employees going into an office in a day how many vehicles is that that's 100 um and that's a lot yeah, yeah. about 100 nobody's Close. carpooling if- nobody's carpooling no Oh, no, they're not. Absolutely. We have more people riding bikes to work than we have carpooling by far. We, we have a dozen people that commute on bike, including myself in the summer. But but yeah, the, the impact on that and then the savings for the is, is good for the company. But, uh, you know, for I live a little further away than some. I live way up north. I got to pack a lunch and fill the car to get into work. I'm like 25 minutes away. What are you afraid of a bike ride? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Too far. That's what I thought little afraid. Robin, anything else with you before we get into the news? Well, I mean, I don't get to, I have to go into to work. <laughs> I, oh, the whole pandemic, I haven't had to be able to work from home. So, and I'm still COVID free. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Are you at the point, or either of you at the point where you've been able to be vaccinated? Uh, no. Brother Kyle? Of course not. I know you're looking at me first. I know the elderly get it first. So you get That's yours. That's right. 
No, I don't have mine yet. I haven't been able so to get mine, although, although it's an interesting sort of moral dilemma here in the state of Utah. If you want to lie, you could get your vaccination today. Well, if you fall within age No. Group. Yeah, yeah. You just have to be older than 16 years old. If you go to the place that does the vaccinations here in the state of Utah, they are allowing people 16 plus with comorbidities to be vaccinated and they don't check it. They don't say, where's your comorbidity card? You know, prove to us you have diabetes or prove to us. They, w- they do ask for your a-hole card. And if you have one, they do not let you get <laughs> yeah. it. If you're trying oh, to put that's it online. How Kyle, sure. That's why Kyle hasn't got his yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my plus one is getting it uh, tomorrow. Gets her, or, or very shortly here, we'll gets hers because she works in the medical field. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't think that she was an older woman, but way to go, Brother Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, those cougars. Yeah, yeah. The, the cougars here. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything interesting that I would have to share. Oh, I'll share this, and I'll include a link uh, to the video in the show notes. I had the opportunity to be part of a digital fireside this last week. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys watched it, but mm. I was joined with uh, Patreon Saint of the Cultural Hall, Ken Williams, and also the host of Latter-day Lives, which has now returned, Sean Rapier. I know. And, uh, and we were with the group Our Turtle House talking about joy. And uh, as, as a good friend of mine, Russ Wild, who drops in and talks to us about uh, everything with living scriptures, he said, you're headlining. I was the third speaker in the, uh, in the fireside, and I talked about um, joy, and I also talked about sorrow and about how in times of my life I have been a sorrow addict. So if you haven't had a chance to, to check that out, there will be a link to that in the show notes for this episode. Uh, what do you guys say we take? a little bit of a break and come back and plow through as much news as we possibly can. Let's do it. Sounds good. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Friends, I know a lot of you guys and girls are working from home. So here's some tips for making sure your computer's ready for working at home, because if your computer fails, it's going to be really hard to get it fixed because of dwindling supply and parts. But we have parts right now, and we have a limited supply of new computers available for you. Make sure your computer is healthy and virus and malware free. Hackers are trying to infect people and stealing their information during these challenging times. We'll scan the health of your computer for viruses and malware, plus scan your hard drive, memory, and components to make sure you don't have any failing parts. You want to make sure you have strong antivirus and malware protection software as well. Just get into any PC laptops and we'll check your hardware and your software and scan your computer for viruses for absolutely free. Just go to PCLaptops.com. At PC Laptops, we've been serving you for over 28 years, and we've got your back during these times of need. We're all in this together. So just go to PCLaptops.com, and we'll get you taken care of. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News, and I would to note we are no longer doing the third block. 
For many years after the third block was discontinued, we continued to do a third block of the Cultural Hall, and someone pointed it out, hey, you know what, you're coming up on the 500th episode, why don't you just stop doing the third block? And I said, okay, that's fair enough. So I appreciate that email that came in. Utah Taste Off sponsors our emails. If ever you want to reach out to us, it's contact at theculturalhall.com. And I would to urge you to follow Utah Taste Off on Instagram. Uh, it's delicious food pictures, and if you live in the state of Utah, you can have samples and do competitions of taste-offs of the best biscuits, of the best Kentucky Fried Chicken, although it wouldn't be Kentucky Fried Chicken. I guess it would just be fried chicken. Uh, follow them online at Utah Taste Off. I've got about 100 news stories here. Will you allow me the opportunity to go first? Please. Yes. Uh, I'll blow through just a couple of quick ones. They, these are both podcast related. Um, there is a podcast called Suddenly Family, and I want to give a recommendation to this. This is about a Jewish family. And as it turns out, they go and they get their DNA tested, right? They do, I, um, as I understand it, uh, you know, one of like the Ancestry or 23andMe, you spit in the tube mm -hmm. and you send it off. And then they got their results back. And there's like, it's all Intermountain West. And they're like, no, we're a Jewish family from not the Intermountain West. What's the deal here? And it turns out that the grandma of the family had kept a secret of how she escaped the Mormon church, quote unquote, escaped, and then moved elsewhere and adopted the Jewish faith and, and stuck with it. It's fascinating. It's called <laughs> Suddenly Family. It's really well done. It's written by Samuel Burke and uh, produced by, I think, CNN. So pretty high quality there. Uh, and then also related, if you don't listen to um, Mormon Land, this is from the Salt Lake Tribune, Peggy Fletcher Stack and uh, Dave Noyce. They uh, co-host this and they do a similar thing to the cultural hall. We do it better. That's fine. Uh, but they visited with uh, President and Sister Amos, who are the mission presidents of the Baton Rouge uh, mission, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And um, she used to work for NASA. She was instrumental in uh, a lot of the technology in the Perseverance rover. She was called on a mission right before they launched the rover, and she was able to shoehorn being able to watch the, uh, the Perseverance land on Mars as a uh, doctrinal thing uh, for all of her missionaries to watch. There's 200-plus missionaries and they related it to a gospel topic. Their conversion story, they're both converts to the church, is pretty cool. Their relationship with NASA, and he was in the Navy, super cool. They're both people of color, and their example within the church is super cool. It's really well done. It's called Mormonland, and it's produced by the Salt Lake Tribune. There are my recommendations, but remember, the cultural hall always comes first. Always comes first. Brother Kyle, what do you have? I've got, uh, so... You guys like the X Files? I guess it's a sci-fi television show that's on. <laughs> I I just say I just hope the smoking man is in this one. Uh, he, he's not. Ah. Um, so X Files fans. Uh, so David Duchovny's Latter Day Saint fans should know he has a new novel which includes a hefty helping of Mormonism in it. Oh. So uh, it's re being released this month. It's called Truly Like Lightning. I haven't read it. I've reached uh, out to David Duchovny's people to try and get him on the show. I reached out to the publisher. They said, we have placed it before him. We'll let you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, great. Interesting. This latest creation um, centers on Bronson Powers, a former Hollywood stuntman who converts to Mormonism. 
So it's, it's, fi it's fiction. Teachings. It's fiction. Uh, yes, it's it, fiction. it is a fictional. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fictional book, much like X-Files. And uh, he homesteads off the grid with his three wives and ten children. <laughs> so, so he goes Mormon old, old school Mormon. Wah, wah. Yes, again, old school Mormon Mormonism. So looking forward to that one and maybe the movie to follow. Oh, cool. That'd be kind of cool. What do you have, Robin? Um, I have an update on the temples. There's five new temples or five temples opening into phase three. So they are, it's the Cardston, Alberta temple. It's the first one in its country. They're opening the Kona temple and the IEA temple. Um, so first ones in Hawaii, the Tahiti temple and the San Salvador, El Salvador temple. That one's the first one in its country. Um, to open to phase three. And phase three, as I understand it, is you can start to do some work for the dead. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Limited work for the dead. And um, they also have most of the temples in the Pacific are open, except the Hamilton New Zealand temple, because it's closed for renovations. Hmm. And the Guadalajara, Mexico and Monterey, Mexico were paused, but now they're being back reopened to, they were in phase one and I think they're back open to phase one. And, but the two Brazil, Brazil temples are closed for a pause because the, the numbers went back up again. And so the, the numbers are 19 are in phase three, 119 are in phase two, 12 are in phase one. Nine are paused, and the Kiev Ukraine temple is still closed completely during the pandemic. And eight are closed for renovation. You know, I, I think we'll see a lot of those start to move into the phase two and phase three, especially here in the United States as vaccines. They're promising, I think, 100 million by the end of May. And that's just from one of the particular providers. But uh, we're not out of it, but it sure feels no. like. It sure feels like we're starting to come out of it. And very symbolically, today in Utah is a very spring-like day. And so it, it feels almost like how spring sheds winter, that we're almost shedding the winter of the pandemic. How's that for a Hopefully. picture? Hopefully. But yeah, they say if you are in a place that is in phase three, you need to contact the temple to set up an appointment to go do proxy work. Down at BYU, the Department of Theater is putting on a play this month unlike ever done before, and you can watch it online. There is a link for it uh, in the show notes with this episode. According to Julia Ashworth, a Brigham Young University professor of theater, the first time in history that BYU has done a black play written by a black playwright with a primarily black cast. It's called North Star, and uh, there are just a few opportunities to be able to see it and find that link in the show notes. Here's another just quick story. The LDS Church do, uh, donated 17,000 cases of water and 800,000 pounds of food uh, for the Texas relief effort. That, of course, because of how cold it got and how people weren't able to have water uh, to be able to survive after that cold snap that happened a couple weeks ago now that I got famously stuck in as the worst experience of my entire <laughs> life. 
but pretty cool to hear and see that the uh, church is being not only recognized, um, but also that they're allowing uh, it to be shared, that they're, you know, helping out more. There was once upon a time when the church wouldn't share with all the stuff that they're helping. I think it's because, uh, you know, people started coming at the church as a whole about having all this money that they've said, you know what, we do things. We should tell people about the things that we do, which leads us into this next one. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints this last Friday uh, let it be known that they gave $20 million to help a program aimed at distributing coronavirus vaccines to poorer countries around the world. Uh, The donation from the humanitarian arm of the Utah-based faith uh, went to UNICEF, said, here's $20 million. These folks are going to be able to help administer um, the vaccinations in a great way. So $20 million, that's a big deal. And then finally this, between um, the Imagine Dragons frontman Dan Reynolds, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook, and Utah Jazz owner Ryan Smith. Um, they I'll walk into a bar. Yeah. And, and the bartender says... Uh, the the trio donated four million dollars to Encircle, which is a nonprofit organization that opened its first site in Provo, Utah. Um, they also have safe havens in Arizona, Idaho, Nevada, and uh, obviously uh, in addition to the one in Provo. Uh, the donation will help to fund eight additional Encircle lo- locations, including one in Dan Reynolds's hometown of Las Vegas. Uh, It's a full circle moment for the musician who has been a tireless advocate for elevating LGBTQ plus rights and providing families, particularly in the Mormon faith, with avenues of conversation and connection. I thought that was super cool and worth noting. And if people, I I think I said, uh, but Ryan Smith, the new owner of the Utah Jazz, Gail Miller, previous guest of the Cultural Hall, said, uh, sold the Utah Jazz to the Smith family. Um, What do you have, Brother Kyle? Uh, so a former FLDS member. Mm-hmm. So FLDS is close to LDS, but but, but just extra wives. Yeah, yeah, adjacent. We call it Mormon yes. adjacent. Yeah. Uh, so so I thought it was close enough, but I thought it was an interesting story. Uh, the, the well, he is a former FLDS member. He bought the sect that he used to be a part of. That he used to be a part of this. Uh, we call it a sect, which is a nice way maybe of saying a cult, not quite a religion. It's an in between. Um, of a South Dakota compound they owned where they used to, as many FLDS communities do, they have a compound where all the wives and they have their own little community. And um, sometimes it can get pretty sketchy as this one did. Um, It's in the South Dakota Black Hills. It was owned by a secretive polygamist. They call it a polygamist cult. So I'll call it that in the news story. It was sold at auction to three of the former members for $750,000. Wow. Which is a steal. It was valued at $9 million. Wow. It is uh, several acres. I was trying to look for oh, 140 acres, a bunch wow. of homes on it. Yeah. And, and some of the family still lives on it. And they say now they once they buy it, they'll have to kick them out. Um, anyway, it goes to the, the original founders who owned it were uh, arrested. They have a lot of judgments against them because of uh, all kinds of things from tax fraud to sexual uh, charges against them. Uh, so they are in jail and these that money will go towards some of the liens and judgments against them, um, but have not said yet what they are doing. It did mention that, that it was just a, you know, an off stream of the mainstream Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, just keeping the, the practice of polygamy that they uh, that we uh, prohibited. But uh, interesting story where right there, I don't know if they 
what religion these gentlemen are now or the plans on it. They don't listen to the story. What what next story do you have, Robin? Um, I have a story where Sir- in Syria, they are struggling with a lot of war. And um, there was a lady named Sus- uh, Mother Agnes, who's an abbot of a Syrian monastery, who has been working to help people get relief. And she had the idea of starting a bread truck. Um, mobile bakery to help people get bread in these hard times. And she was um, talking to the LDS or Latter-day Saint Charities representatives, Mike and, and Liz Freckleton. And they, the Freckletons got on board and they contacted a baker and they started um, doing these bread trucks and help, have helped a lot of people. So um, they produced 120 pieces of Arabic bread in a 24 hour period. Wow. Now they have, they're getting two more uh, mobile bakeries built to operate in Lebanon. And um, sister Agnes said, we, we thank with all our hearts, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for all their support in, in conceiving and in, in executing the mobile automatic bakery. And just seems really like, one of those heartwarming things that makes you proud you're a member of the church. <laughs> I hope <laughs> they're helping people. I hope that the uh, bread truck is named like manna or something religious related. Do you know what I'm saying? Possibly. I, I hope so. It's a, it's a huge branding, you know, opportunity <laughs> that if they missed it. A couple other just kind of quick gathering up stories. There is some weighty stuff that I do want to make sure we get to. But uh, if you love Elder Holland, and I know there are a lot of Elder Holland fans, uh, as part of the Roots Tech Conference, uh, he and his wife took us all on a virtual tour of their family history down in southern Utah. I had the opportunity to hear him speak at, I think, the dedication of the Dixie State College uh, Institute about 20 years ago or so. Uh, that's where he's from. It's where he was raised. A tremendous amount of history. And you can see this virtual tour of the different things in his own amp- impact of his life. If you love Elder Holland, you'll you'll love this virtual tour that is available. Link in the show notes. Uh, the Friend to Friend um, event for your primary aged kids occurred. And, uh, you know, about 40 minutes long, great messages for kids, opportunities for them to interact with, uh, you know, the kids that they see on the screen and all that. But one thing that we failed to mention, and I brought this back up because I wanted to make sure that people are aware of it. Uh, there is a gospel for kids app that if you have kids, uh, you can download it. It's in both the uh, application stores, and I like to call them application stores, uh, where you can download it. It is free. It's called Gospel for Kids, and it's activities and different ways for your kids to interact and learn uh, scriptural and gospel lessons, which I think is pretty cool. Elder Uchtdorf recently spoke to um, the missionaries and encouraged them to go back to the future. And I want to think that when he did that, he made his hair kind of up on end, and he got sort of a grovelly voice. Voice and that he rolled up or drove away from this particular fireside in the DeLorean and plowed over a pine tree. I want to think that all of those things are true, um, but but the gist of his message, message was, hey, we didn't go through this pandemic for nothing. Let's learn the things that went well from the time that we had to be creative and unique, and let's take that with us into the future with missionary work. A great talk to be able to, to watch, listen, and and uh, participate in. You can find a link to that, the the uh, show notes in this episode. 
And part of those things, one of those things rather, that missionaries are doing now is this. Ben Baker Jr., he is serving in California. Uh, He takes decks of cards. You've got to see this. Super cool. He takes decks of cards and an X-Acto knife and he cuts each card and makes it so it's a 3D picture within a deck of cards and then gives them as gifts to people who they they talk to each one takes a couple of hours so he's got time on his hands what with being quarantined and all but like he did a nativity scene he's done various things and i know i can tell by your look on your face brother kyle you don't quite get it it's like a no. you remember you remember making a diorama back in uh, in elementary yeah. school where you get the shoe box from the payless shoes and, uh, you know, there's stuff that's towards the front of the box and then there's stuff that's in the back. He just cuts each individual card and stacks them on top of each other so it becomes a 3D picture. Huh. And it's cool. I want to see that. Yeah. yeah I want to see that. He's 3D printing. Yeah, essentially. Analog. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's analog 3D printing, <laughs> which is the longest way to 3D print something you could ever take. Uh, well, he has time. Yeah, yeah. But but to that point, and I've thought about this a bit, because a lot of people would say, well, back in my day, we knocked doors in the cold, pandemic, blah, blah, you know, all that kind of stuff. The missionaries that are serving today, whether it's, you know, the videos that we've talked about here in the cultural hall, like where they do the, uh, the, the what is that? What's, what's the song that they had to take the thing down, Brother Kyle? The three guys, it's the woman's voice. Um, oh, I, it's... Uh, is it still... No, it's Crosby, Stills, and no, Nash. Not Crosby's. No, no, no. It's coming to me. Give me a second. Give me a second. It's uh the uh, the the group that sings no. land. The group that sings landslide is what? And a landslide brought me down. Who? Oh, what? oh uh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood. It's another Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> um. That, oh, uh, yes. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with the Vine video. Yes, 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 yes. And yeah, the TikTok, not Vine, or, Kyle. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's all the same. Yeah. You know illegal video things but i love that video yeah so all that to say they're taking these opportunities to be able to reach out in different ways some of them really stick and are great ideas some of them are not but i have thought man what would be the thing that i would be doing if i was serving a mission now in this time where you're allowed to be a little bit more creative because the creative process of what we were allowed to do when I served was not as much. And it's not the yeah. one's better or one's worse or one's stronger or one's, you know, whatever. I, I wish to be able to have that experience to go, how would I do that? Would I do that differently? What would I would have done? Back when we served, there wasn't the technology, even though like we're barely doing cell phones in certain areas as like a test when I was a missionary we had the first DVD, which was exciting with Finding <laughs> Faith in Christ, you know, and that was in the early 2000s. So was that beta or VHS? No, it was a DVD. Okay. The first oh. DVD <laughs> that they did. And they were super excited. And I had that memorized. <laughs> Don't anymore, but. Yeah, I remember delivering the VHS to folks. And being like, hey, let's watch this. And I, I can't tell you, th- but I'm pretty sure. I would say 98% sure that I could quote the entire Lamb of God movie. That I w- may be able to if I'm know? watching Qu- Finding Faith in Christ. <laughs> Quanate Forest! And then it's, you know, the big scene and it's like, it, yeah, people know. People know what I'm talking about. Uh, wh- who's next? Is it you, Kyle? You got a story? Sure. Okay. Uh, the 20th annual LDS Film Festival 
uh, screens documentaries, full-length movies, short movies, and, and music videos, like with dancing and stuff like Cars, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll run uh, It was through... last week, Brother Kyle. Was it last week? Yes. We did it's a, not my fault. We did a we special episode. We did a special episode. We did a special episode of uh, of the uh, Cultural Hall with uh, Kells Goodman. But it's worth. I'm glad you did bring it up. Don't let me chastise you too much, because it has new owners. A good it friend, does, yeah. A good friend of mine, Michelle, and her husband are the new owners of the LDS Film Festival. So look for new advances in in that. Look for witnesses. That's a good one to watch to see at that movie because. Will these be released later for normal people? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. In fact, we've already talked with the uh, cast of witnesses. We're going to do sort of a special uh, Facebook Live kind of interaction so people can ask questions and be able to get all of them together virtually. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. All right. Uh, let me just go through. Do you have one more, Robin? I do. It's really fun if you are a Patreon saint of the Cultural Hall. You can go to patreon.com forward slash the Cultural Hall. We should welcome um, Robin, who is actually one of our most recent Patreon saints. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Thank you for doing the annual one that I could do. And because financially, I'm like, well, what if I get into this and I can't pay the $5? I know it's just $5, but when your finances are up and down sometimes you're like i just don't want to commit to something and then not be able to pay <laughs> well i i appreciate that and the reason why i bring it up now is if you're if you're watching this uh in the video chat you can see brother Kyle being super panicked about someone coming to his window or it's, you know it's the chickens <laughs> i have been so my neighbor's chickens i've been they started coming around this door for some reason mm-hmm. and so i started feeding them and now they come around this time every day and they start like pecking at the door till I feed them. <laughs> and so they're, they're out there bugging me now. They're like, hey, where's our food, dude? Don't you know what? about the camel and oh. the tent? <laughs> well, here's what happened yesterday. I went out there and I took uh, to get my garbage can because it's out the back door here to take it out to the curb. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out. I didn't close the door all the way. I come back in my other my front door. Four chickens in my house. I had one here. I had one in my bedroom and one in the front room there walking around these stupid chickens. And you know how hard it is to chase chickens out of your house? Mm. How hard is it? In the tent. <laughs> it was pretty hard because I wanted to get to the other side. Yes. So that's why I keep looking out the stupid window because the chickens are here for their daily bread. Because they don't have any guts. Oh, no, He's wait, that's a PTSD. skeleton. <laughs> Chicken PTSD. You, you know how much those chickens cost, don't you, Brother Kyle? I don't. How much? One bock. <laughs> <laughs> not not two no no you'd be clucky if it was just two wow oh the chicken puns are eggs they're excellent aren't they <laughs> yeah <laughs> stupid yep. so bad all right all right where where do i where do we go you know you know what we're likely gonna do i'll be honest with you so we have a bunch of serious serious stories that need to be done in an articles of news. And I just don't think that we have the time to give respect to them because our time is going to be uh, cut short here pretty quick. And I don't just want to blow through them. Plus brother Kyle is here and I don't think it's possible to have a serious news sensitive conversation <laughs> with brother Kyle here. Am I'll I bet you one buck. He's, he's getting better <laughs> though. He is getting better. I've noticed. Really? A little bit. 
you've 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 backed up on certain like um you've censored yourself (laughs) has he gotten better or have i just or have i just gotten better at editing him that's the question maybe (laughs) maybe i don't know (laughs) uh this this was sort of interesting um a couple of these have already occurred um but there will be a series of i think seven of them in total it is events for young single adults that is people 18 to Yay. the age of 30 oh yeah sorry about that on february 21st elder neil l anderson and his wife uh spoke to the french speaking latter day saints around the world uh coming up on the 7th of march uh, Elder Holland, Bishop Casse, and Sister Bonnie Corden are speaking to uh, the Europe, Europe East, and Africa members of the church, the young single adults. March 7th for the English-speaking North America uh, young single adults, we drew um, M. Russell Ballard, Elder Brent Nielsen, and Sister Sharon Eubank. On the 13th of March, Elder Ronald A. Rasband is going to speak to those in the Asia and the specific and the specific and the Pacific <laughs> area. Uh, March 14th, Elder Oaks, Elder Christofferson, and Sister Christofferson are speaking to the Latin America and Spanish uh, young single adults. And on the 21st, uh, Elder and Sister Suarez are going to be speaking to the Portuguese young single adults. So cool that they're able to specify and get out to each of those groups. In a lot of cases, those groups that would be not ignored, but not given the attention from the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles and those serving as presidencies of other auxiliaries. Pretty cool that that stuff's going on. And most of them are using a language that they've learned. I mean, Elder Nelson knows French and I mean, obviously, Elder Suarez is from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Brazil. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Por- I have. Portuguese. You have to That's be the. Right. You have to be the pretentious return missionary that says just the name <laughs> of the country and the name of the language with the accent that you're like, yeah, Portuguese, and they go, no, 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 A Portuguese. The funny thing is, I went to California, so. <laughs> <laughs> so say California like Californian. California. No, I don't know. <laughs> It's a lot of Texas in that California. Probably, because I'm from Utah. <laughs> so, uh, unless, do either of you guys have any more stories? Anything that we need to mention? Lighter stuff? Um, I have one no. more lighter thing. Okay, hit it. So, the person who does the Pickles comic, he's a member. And they've gone through and looked at how many times he's actually quoted general authorities. First one was from Elder Holland, February 15th. And it says, this is the comic, it says, oh, for Pete's sake, what's what's wrong? The dang lid came off of the soy sauce and I got, got it all over my shirt. And this is Elder Holland. It says, well, Earl, to quote Jeffrey R. Holland, no misfortune is so bad that whining about it is whining about it won't make it worse. <laughs> I wasn't whining. I was sniveling. <laughs> so that's the, one of them. And then they quote Elder Bednar. And that was April 2020. And um, I came across an inspiring quote this morning. Oh, if today you are a little better than yesterday, then that's enough. David a- or David A. Bednar is what they put. Sorry. And this morning I picked up a Cheerio off of the floor without being asked. So <laughs> yesterday I wouldn't have. Yesterday I would have just left it there. But um, And then they also quote Elder Irene from the September. 2019 henry b irene once 
said, when you meet someone, treat them as if they were in serious trouble and you'll be right more than half the time. Earl, look <laughs> like me when I eat pie instead of grandma intended for grandma's book club. Goodness. Yeah. And then the last one is was done by elder Kyle S. McKay it says, grandpa, remember when you said you take me to the to the zoo sometime? That's right, Nelson, I did. And we'll do it, it real soon. Okay. Soon for you is really, really long time for me, grandpa. And that references his grandsons that, you know, referenced your soon and my soon are basically two different soons. You know what? Um, that but, bring that brings to mind a feature that uh, we have long since abandoned here in the cultural hall, but we need to bring back. It's Robin reads cartoons to us at the end of every single. <laughs> hey, now I just thought it was fun. And then in the next square, People need a laugh. And then Garfield says, "I hate Mondays." I hate lasagna. Yeah. That's why I do it online, okay? <laughs> Thank That's you. That's why I do the, the post of the day. <laughs> Thanks to the both of you. Thanks for what you do on our Facebook page. Follow us on all the social medias at The Cultural Hall. Find us, The Cultural Hall, back row. If you don't want to become a Patreon saint, become a Patreon saint if you do want to. Patreon.com forward slash The Cultural Hall. Don't forget, I need your 500th episode tributes, favorite episodes, stories, emails, all of those things. Send them to contact at theculturalhall.com. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope if you've been sick or afflicted, you can be well and listen next week. We hope that the coronavirus doesn't get you. And in the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of the cultural. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row. We really got to go on the cultural hall show.